So in this episode, we're going to talk about things not to do, things to do. Um, you know, so you're definitely going to want to listen to this all the way through or watch this all the way through. If you are thinking about starting your detailing business, or maybe you've already started, you're in the beginning stages, this can really help you out. I'm going to share from my experiences, things that I may have even done wrong so that I can share to you if you're just starting so that you don't take those same mistakes that I did. Hey, what is going on guys? My name is Dustin. I'm the host of the Detail Spot podcast. This is a detailing channel to help detailers either start, grow, or level up their detailing business. We're on YouTube and we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of your other major podcast channels that you know you like listening to. Um, and on this episode, we're going to talk about you know some things not to do and some things to do before starting your detailing business. This could be you know, maybe you're considering starting a mobile detailing business or a detailing business out of your garage, or maybe you're looking at getting a facility. Um, but watch this video before you take the leap and before you start. And if you are have already started your detailing business, this may help you get a better mindset on how to navigate through the rest of your journey in your business. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into it. And before we get started, if you are a first time listener on YouTube and and if you have not already, go ahead and like this video and subscribe to the channel and turn on the bell notification so that you don't miss any future videos that come out. Um, this is going to be all geared towards detailers. So if you're a detailer and you and you have a passion for detailing and you're and you're um, maybe you have a detailing business or you're looking to start your detailing business, this channel is for you. So go ahead and subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you can, and you're enjoying the content from this channel. If you can, go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, it's going to greatly help the channel grow so that we can reach more detailers so that they can get something from it as well. It's greatly appreciated. And uh, I just, I really appreciate all of you guys tuning in every week. We have a lot of people that, you know, tune in every week and uh, it, it's greatly appreciated. You guys tell me how much you guys like the content and uh, that's what keeps me going. So I really appreciate all of you guys. But one of the first things that you're going to want to do when you first start your detailing business is not to overextend yourself. You do not want to spend a bunch of money on things that you do not need when you first start. When I first started my business, I spent so much money on products that honestly sat on a shelf because one, they may have not worked or two, I just didn't need them. You know, I bought the biggest carpet extractor I, I possibly needed when I first started. It was like $1,200 and that was a useless machine for me when I first started. I didn't use it until like year three, you know, so these are things that you you want to really consider when you first start because you don't want to have all these you know put a lot of money into it when you don't know if you're going to get a lot of leads right at the beginning you're going to succeed at this you're going to make it long term but you need as much money to float on at first you know to so that you can survive through it instead of spending it on products and chemicals that honestly there's a lot of cheaper things that you can purchase right off the bat that'll get you through and it'll get you you know to where you need to be in the beginning you know you don't need the if you don't have the money for it at first if you do if you have a lot of capital at first that's great spend it on you know things that you can afford but also feel, you know make sure that you have enough money um 
that you can at least float on and survive on until you start getting consistent leads coming in. Um, so, you know, you, you may not want to spend money on that roops. You may want to settle for maybe a max shine, which is half the price or, um, you know, a fraction of the price of a roops, or maybe you don't need, you know, to bulk up on products when, you know, you don't have a lot of leads coming in at first. So maybe just get the bare minimum of chemicals until you can afford it. Um, and it also leads me to say, don't overextend in getting a shop or facility um, right off the bat. That's a big risk, and I'm all for taking risks because without without risks, there is no reward. Um, but that's a massive risk right off the bat, getting that facility when you don't know if you're going to have leads coming in. You don't know if the things that you're doing right off the bat are going to work because that's all about business is trying things and then trying new things um, to see eventually what is going to work for you and what didn't work for you. You know, these videos and this podcast is here to help you from my experience and from a lot of other uh, detailers in the industry and from their experience. Um, but there are things that you will have to try on your own. That's just kind of the nature of the beast when it comes to, um, you know, being your own boss and being self-employed. Um, it is well worth it in the long run, 100%. Being your own boss, getting to create your own schedule, having the financial freedom once your business does take off, that is also worth it and it's so achievable. And in this industry, it's a lot more achievable than what I think most think. Um, this industry is super cool and, and leading back to my first thing saying don't overextend that's the beauty of this industry the detailing industry is so um, unique because you don't need a lot of money to get started you don't need thousands of dollars in capital um, to get your foot in the door you can honestly start your detailing business for less than 500 dollars um, and succeed on that you know you just keep reinvesting your money obviously but as you start getting busier you know you start putting in to better equipment better products buying in bulk now you know and buying in bulk is going to save you money long term but maybe you don't have the capital up front to afford buying in bulk if you do that's definitely a great thing to do because buying you know in large quantities of concentrated um, products is going to last you a lot longer and in in return it's going to make you more money um, so but at first, if you are watching this or listening to this and you do not just have a lot of capital to get started, you don't need to buy five gallons, 55 gallon drums of chemicals. You can get away with buying the one gallon, uh, one gallon bottle of, you know, window cleaner, all purpose cleaner, um, uh, heavy degreaser and, you know, interior dressing and stuff. But you know, so that's my recommendation for number one is don't overextend. Don't put yourself in a spot to where now, you know, right off the bat, you're setting yourself up for failure. Make sure that your business, um, make sure that you don't overextend in your business so that you're not stressed out from the beginning because your goal is to create that freedom. You don't want to get started on the wrong foot. You don't want to get started with, you know, this crazy overwhelming stress of now I've spent way too much money up front and I don't have any leads coming in. And that also leads me to say, you know, you, you think, and I thought this way as well is when you first start that you need to have the big facility. You need to have a detailing van or a truck designated to detailing with your logos on it. And that's just not the case. Yes. Is that a good branding move? And do customers eventually 
you know, would it look good to your customers? Absolutely. But I think a lot of us, including myself, I'm extremely impatient and I think I need things before I really do need them. And I think a lot of detailers are the same way. They think that they need to go get a new detailing van for their mobile detailing business. And that's just not the case. You can get away with working out of your sedan or whatever car you have at the moment. You know, if you have a, a, a Tahoe, that's perfect. You know, um, it may not be the most appealing thing to the eye at first, but work your way up. Or if you have a you know, whatever car you drive daily, you can make that work. Um, you know, unless you're working out of a smart car or unless you drive a, a smart car, um, almost every other vehicle has worked and I've seen it done. People put it, people make it work. They put their supplies in their trunk, their back seat, and they go to the client's house. They use their water, they use their electric. And here's the other thing, a quick tip. Clients do not care in the beginning stages, like, or, or not even in the beginning stages. They almost expect all mobile detailers to use their own water. Water and to use their own electric. You know, eventually you can upgrade to a generator and to a water tank when you have the money to be able to afford a new van or a new truck for mobile detailing. But at first, just know that clients do not care if you use their water most of the time um, or use their electricity most of the time. That's a lot of space you can now save and make your vehicle that you're currently driving work. So if you're just starting, just know it's okay to work out of what you have. Um, you know, that cuts out a lot of bills, a lot of overhead that you would be spending on a, on a vehicle payment or a, you know, a shop that you can't afford right off the bat. You know, so if you have a garage that's accessible to you, use that garage at first. It's going to save you so much money. And I think, honestly, you never, you don't have to go to a facility. There's a lot of detailers that I know personally and that work out of their garage as a one man show, bringing in more than 15 to $20,000 a month, their prices are listed, right? The brand is there, you know, um, their clients trust them and they don't care that they work out of a garage. So you would be surprised at what your clients actually want and care for or care about, um, versus what you think is necessary and what you think you need. So work out of what you have and um, it'll be completely fine. You, you'll make a ton of money because you're not spending a, you know, a lot of money out the door. And that also leads me to my next thing is pricing. Um, working with what you have and not having a ton of overhead allows you to be way more competitive on your price because a lot of your competitors within your area may be charging exponential for coatings and detailing because they may have a big facility. They may have, um, you know, a lot more overhead than you do. So it makes you a lot more, you know, maybe that, maybe you can be $200 cheaper per package, um, and still make the same as that other detailer because they are now forking out a lot of money per month. As you're in business, maybe eventually you do want to have a facility just to bring that better appearance to grow into um, because generally the more overhead you have and the more overhead you obtain, it means you should be making more money too or the potential to make more money. Um, so just, you know, just know that you can work out of work with what you have. Um, but it's also okay to stay there for a while, um, and upgrade as you need it. And as your clients see, or as your leads come in and match that growth. So, um, eventually you can get a shop and eventually you can get those vans, but at first it's completely fine to work with, you know, the sedan that you de you daily drive or to work out of your home garage. Um, it's actually underrated in my opinion. I don't think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people are way too impatient at first. So 
Um, I think it's a big power move if you can work out of your garage and you have that accessibility to that. Or if you have a sedan, load, load your equipment up, uh, use that bad boy as a workhorse and uh, use your customer's water, use their, their electric. Um, and just at first when you arrive to their location and, and you're concerned about using their water, just ask them where the, the electric outlet is and where the water spigot is when you first arrive. And then they'll know right off the bat that you're using their water and you're using their electricity. So, um, and most people, most clients, I have a mobile detailing business as well. We have our own generator. We have our own water tank. Most clients, they still point them to where the water source is and where the electric outlet is because they expect that. So, um, that's my, that's my number one is don't overextend. Use what you have at first. It works. It gets the job done. Upgrade as you need it. My next thing is super important. You need to determine how much you want to make. This is a massive thing because a lot of people are undercharging and they just don't know the pricing structure of how much to charge. How much do I need to make? How much do I even want to make? You know, you're looking at other detailers and that's determining your price. Maybe you're in Facebook groups and they're like, you know, $50, $60 for a full detail, you know, um, that's oftentimes not making those detailers any money whatsoever. They're probably coming out of pocket per detail that they're servicing. And that's not the goal. You don't want to be working for free or losing money per detail. So if you look at your, just look at you personally and say, how much do I want to make? What is my goal? You know, maybe in one year, your goal is going to be more, but at first, how much are you okay with making, you know, and then factor that into your price. You know, if you want to make six figures in a year, start, you know, pricing your packages so that it matches that. If you want to make uh, more than what you could go work a full-time job at, price your packages to match that. Obviously you have to factor in your overhead. So definitely subtract that from it, but how much do you want to profit and determine your prices based on that? Do you want to work less and make more, you know, then factor that into your pricing. You know, if you only want to work on the weekends, but you still want to make five or $600 in profit, price those services to that. But just make sure in the beginning stages that you know how much you want to make and, and factor that into your services and factor that into your packages. And also just know at first, the reason I did start with not overextending and having a lot of money going out per month is because at first you may want to be a little bit cheaper. That's going to, you know, ruffle some people's feathers, some detailers that have been in the game for a long time. That's going to ruffle their feathers a little bit, but it's true. Make sure that you're still profiting. Don't, don't charge, you know, exponentially lower than everybody else because that's just wrong for you and wrong for way undercutting and just confusing the market. But make sure you're still profiting and still profiting more than what you would work a full-time job. But you can still be a little bit lower than what the, the going rate for your area is. And then start to move your prices up as you're in business and as your leads start to come in and as you build your clientele. If you have not already, um, this is going to be the last week of the founding member stage of the detail community, uh, which is right now at only a dollar for your first 30 days. After that, it's only $27 a month. You get grandfathered in. The price will never go up on you. Um, but what this is, is it's a platform for detailers to come learn. That's a, there, that There's a ton of business classes there. I think there's over 50 plus business classes, more added regularly. Um, there's live events where we come hang 
out as a community. We ask questions. We just talk all about strategies, ways to you know hold each other accountable, and ways to grow our detailing businesses together. So we run a lot of in-depth uh, strategies and systems through there. And there's also a community forums area to where you can connect with other members, you know, get support every step of the way of your detailing journey, and uh, ask questions in there as well. There's so much in there, so much information, um, some of the top strategies and systems that some of the biggest detailers in the in the world are using. So uh, you're definitely gonna wanna tune in for that because there's a big vision for that. And uh, right now you can get in at the founding member stage because it is brand new and there's so much more to come in this platform. Um, so go make sure to check that out. It is thedetailcommunity.com forward slash join. And if you're watching on YouTube, the link will be in the description. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Podcast or Spotify, the uh, link will be in the show notes. So check that out. It's only $27 a month and you get your first 30 days for only a dollar. The best way to look at this is out of all of the resources that are available in there, if one of those resonate with you and get you at least one lead, I know it's going to get you a lot more. Um, but even if it only gets you one lead, your membership is paid for for a long time. So um, $27 a month is nothing in the grand scheme of you know, what it can do for you and your business. And this tip right here is so crucial. It's something I did not do until I was like two years in business and I wish I would have started doing it from the beginning stages and it's gathering contact information. This seems minimal to you probably at first if you have not started yet, but I'm guaranteeing you, you're gonna thank me two years, three years down the road as your contact list gets bigger because you get to control 100% of the marketing that goes to them. You get to build that relationship with them even further. Um, and, and with that relationship built, they're gonna buy from you more. So, you know, having a contact list built up and as that grows, you're gonna have more and more people using you more frequently. You're gonna have more returning clients, clients that you know don't forget your contact information because you can market to them consistently. And what I mean by contact information is you can collect their phone number and their email address, their name, phone number, email, uh, email address. What you can do, whether you at first maybe keep this on a pen and paper even, if you wanna keep your, keep your expenses low, um, and you could use Square even. Square is, I think, free for the most part, um, and you can have contacts. You can have, you know, you can build customers through that. It keeps it all through there. But if you eventually wanna upgrade, you can get into softwares like your Rabel and Orbis X and all that. that takes it even further. But at first, I would recommend using Square. It's gonna be your cheapest way and it's going to keep all of your contacts there as they, as they use your services. Or even if they call or inquire about your services, still capture their information. That is going to be huge long-term. It is going to make it to where you can uh, run an SMS campaign, which is a texting campaign to them, um, or an email campaign to them. So it just keeps you relevant and keeps it keeps them reminded that you are still there and the services that you offer. So one day they may open your email or your text message and go to look at their vehicle and say, Yep, it's pretty dirty. I need to use this guy again. Um, so definitely capture all emails, all text messages, and their name. Long-term, as you build this up, even 100, 200 people on your list is gonna be massive for you on getting returning clients and getting them back in your door. And then once you have enough clients that use you regularly and only wanna use your services, 
man, you're, you're set. You don't have to, you know, go out and get a lot, a lot more clients. Maybe it's time to hire at that point. And then that's where the scaling starts to come in. So capture everybody's information. It makes it to where you don't have to play the games. Obviously social media, Google, those are two ways that you can get leads. And I do recommend being on those platforms, but email marketing and SMS marketing, those two, you control 100% of it. There is no algorithm involved in it. You know, social media, you play this game of what what they have going on within their algorithm. Google, same way, you know, how do you rank? It's all played on competing with others in your area. With email marketing and SMS marketing, you own those contacts. You know, they gave you their information and you get to control when to send it, how often, when, what they receive, if they receive it even. You know, on social media, you don't know if you post and they're going to see your stuff based on Facebook's algorithm and, and Google's algorithm. And, you know, you don't know that because it's they're, they're playing a game on, are you doing things right? Are you, are you following our guidelines? You don't have as many guidelines when you're doing email and when you're doing SMS, you get to control when they see it and how they see it. Or if you are interested in learning more about email marketing, text marketing, um, Google, my business, trying to rank on there or trying to get more leads coming in on social media, definitely consider joining the detail community. That's what that's all about is getting leads coming into your business. You know, whether you're just starting already started or been in business for years, that is what the detail community is for. It's to show you click by click, step by step on system strategies on how to rank online, how to get more leads coming in through either social media, Google, or just all around sales and customer communication, everything on the business side of detailing. So definitely check that out if you are concerned or looking into how to get leads coming in from any of those areas. So we did talk about this one earlier, but as you get busier and as you get more leads coming in, as you start to grow, consider raising your prices. This is gonna be a crucial thing and it's gonna be a scary thing because you think if you raise your prices, you're gonna lose some clients and it is true, but the ones that you'll lose, you'll make up for, um, you'll make up for and you'll make more money on the other ones and you're gonna attract, I know this sounds weird, but you're gonna attract more clients that you're looking for, that you really wanna do business with. And what I mean by that is you're gonna attract clients that want a better service, respect your prices, um, don't haggle, don't negotiate. They're not going to leave you bad reviews for no reason. They're, they're going to know what to expect. They're going to respect your systems, your processes all around those check mark. Those check boxes are marked when it comes to those clients that are searching for a higher price. And you, you're, you may be thinking, man, that's crazy. Someone's really searching for a higher price within detailing. And this being a luxury service, 100%. There are clients in this, in that are looking for our services that are disregarding people who are on the lower tier. They're disregarding those lower tier prices because they're like, I know, and they're smart enough to know that what you get is what you pay for. So they're going to look for people who have a higher price. Now that comes with your, your, your uh, services or your results have to be there. 
your brand has to be there. Your, uh, your customer experience, everything has to match that price, but consider raising your prices as you grow. Um, and, and it's going to do your business wonders. It's going to make you a lot more money. So if you are, if you've already, if you've been in business for a while, um, or you, you have already started your business and you're starting to see some traction in it, consider raising your prices. And the reason I touch on this is because it's such a common misconception in our industry that you have to work so hard. You got to grind nonstop. You got to hustle. You got to, you got to keep working, keep pushing. And, and that is what you have to do in the beginning. You do have to do that. You, there is a, a part of this that is a hustle at first to get those leads, to build your reputation. But there's a point to where you want to start coasting away. You need to start weaning out how much you want to do per day. So charge to where maybe you can work you know, way less and still make the same per day or more, you know, this is, that's the beauty of this industry is that you get to charge what you want and and determine how much you want to make. So if you want to get to the point to where you're only doing three to four hours a day and make $500, a $1,000, $2,000, you can get to that point. You just have to make sure that your brand, the result, what you're doing for that client matches that price but you can do it. People, people respect that luxury of this. There are clients out there that really respect paying more and want to pay more and respect that this is hard work. So just know that there's a point to where you do want to raise your prices and that you do want to be a higher tiered priced service. But if you're just starting, it's okay to be on the lower tier just make sure that you're not so low that you're not making money and that you're so low that you're barely making money. You want to still make sure that you're making more than what you could go work full time for somebody. So that is it for this episode of the detail spot podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I hope this resonated with you if you're just starting your business or if you um, have already started and maybe this this resonated with you as well. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you enjoyed this episode, if you can leave us a review, it's going to greatly help the channel grow. Um, I really appreciate all of you guys tuning in every week and letting me know your, letting me know your feedback. And, uh, it's, it's really helping me keep going and, and keep pushing so that I can get you guys exactly what you want. And, uh, if you ever need anything and, and or have an idea for a future podcast episode, definitely shoot me a message on social media. It is the detail spot on Instagram or Facebook. So make sure to check that out and um, share this episode with a friend on social media as well. You know, share it to your stories. It's going to help us grow so that we can reach other people. And uh, I really appreciate all of you guys. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the Detail Spot Podcast.